You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, we got a busy night. We got nine games in the association to talk to. I also feel like we may do a little bit of an autopsy of what we saw in Championship Sunday. How was your weekend, Tony? Weekend was good. A lot of good football this weekend, of course, and uh, uh, there wasn't too many arrests in Philadelphia, which was uh, a little crazy. Uh, the, the whole Crisco thing was crazy. I hadn't seen people use Crisco in a long time, and they used a creative way to get that Crisco on the polls out there in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. Crisco cannot stop the Eagles fans. They continue to climb. They continue to wear dog masks, and they're going to be now taking their talents up to Minnesota for the big game in a couple of weeks after their uh, impressive showing against the Minnesota Vikings. Tony, what was more impressive to you, the play of Nick Foles or the play of the defense? Uh, I would say Nick Foles. The defense really, I think what happens is they front run, right? The Eagles get out there, they score right. early, and then they just went back at Case Keenum and gave him everything they had, so they got a little advantage there. Uh, I think Nick Foles able to hit those wide receivers, stick to the game plan, and all the quarterback concerns were gone, you know, 10 minutes into the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the guy had a QBR, I think, of something like 96 for that game, which would have been leading the NFL if he had done that all season long. Tony, you mentioned they also pinned their ears back and were able to go after it. For some reason, though, the Jacksonville defense in the same situation uh, was not able to do the same thing. Before we get into these games, Tony, I also want to tell people we have some breaking news today in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks have decided to move on from head coach Jason Kidd. What do you think is behind this move, Tone? Well, they're one game over 500, and yet when you look at it, Giannis Antetokounmpo went healthy. A lot of people would consider him one of the top three talents in the league. They did a great thing in bringing Eric Bledsoe in. Malcolm Brogdon, a lot of people look at him as one of the top players there. So I think they expect to be a team that's right up there with Cleveland and Boston, especially with Cleveland struggling. I think that a lot of people have higher expectations for this team, and Jason Kidd's got to go. Be interested to see where he ends up. This is the second time he's sort of been you know, dumped in a – unceremonious way yeah unceremoniously you are absolutely correct his time again with the uh nets and now his time with the bucks like no one is arguing this this guy has been a good x's and o's kind of good for a franchise we'll see he probably will land on his feet though tony i will say this you mentioned milwaukee tonight the bucks will be it looks like without the greek freak do you have any other yes. injury news and notes to talk about right now before we go into game by game after the break yeah, Phoenix is going to change their starting lineup. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, but what we believe is Greg Monroe is going to get the start tonight over Tyson Chandler, and you may see Devin Booker move to point guard. Philadelphia 76 is a two-guard. Jared Bayless is out. Malcolm Brogdon is back in. Jason Kidd, of course, gone. Michael Gidkris, 
Michael Kidd Gilchrist is out tonight. All right, fair enough. And then when we get to that last game in Minnesota, it looks like Jimmy Butler may also not go. So we'll tell you when we go game by game who stands to benefit from some of those and what the ripple effects are. That's why you tune into Lineup Lock Live right before the tip. We are presented by DailyRoto.com today and every day. When we come back, we're going to dive into this nine-game slate in the association right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're about to take you through a nine-game slate in the NBA. Tony, before we get into that, one of the things I do want to ask you, there's a lot of talk right now about Kawhi Leonard. We know he's been shut down, right? But it also now sounds there are reports that he and maybe Popovich or the organization are sort of estranged from each other. Is this uh, something or is this nothing, Tony? I don't know. It sounds like the equivalent of Andrew Luck in the situation with the Indianapolis Colts. Like, this should have been an injury that's dealt with, and now all of a sudden it's still ongoing. I'm unable to play, and what are you guys doing? I need to get help elsewhere. It's just an athlete struggling to play, and that's what he's been doing his whole life. And your, your career is short, and all of a sudden now, if you're not getting the best care in the world, you start questioning it. Maybe he should go to Alex Guerrero. I hear he does great things for your career up there in New England. But, Tony, let's get it started here. we got nine games on the slate. And the first one here is the Sacramento Kings going to Charlotte to take on the Hornets. The Hornets are 10-point favorites at home. 210 is the total. I guess here's where we got to start with, Tony, any game now from going forward with the Sacramento Kings. Which two guys are resting today, and what does that mean for the DFS uh, universe on the Kings? Yeah, I don't have an update on that as of yet, on which two guys are out here. So the one that we're always concerned about is Zach Randolph, and I believe he's the one that's going to rest tonight. And if he is out, and I can confirm that, which is what I believe, I like Scott Labasseri, mm. uh, who's uh, a chief salary there, and we've used him in the past. Uh, when he could go get him cheap. So he's the guy there. They're 25th in the league against defending power forwards. So he's the guy that I like on that team. I haven't confirmed that, but I believe that Zach Randolph will be out tonight. Okay, fair enough. Can we spin this a little bit forward, Tony? Let's, um, as our guy Jim Dinkmeyer told us last week, we're not just giving you out values or names. We're trying to teach you how to think about it. So is that to say, Tony, that on nights when it is Zach Randolph or it is Costa Kufis, that Skull is probably the guy who is the main beneficiary? And then what about when we're resting backcourts guys, like George Hill, for example? Are those then the nights you look at D-Fox? Yeah, D. Fox is the guy that would come into play there. Yeah, with George Hill out of the lineup. Like, I don't understand why Sacramento made these two moves in the offseason. Like, George Hill and Zach Randolph, certainly players that belong out there as a starting unit. They're better than these players. But if you're a young team that's looking to finish last and move up in the standings, these two kids could play and they need the playing time. I mean, when Scott Labasseri gets into the game, he has 19% usage rate. You take a guy like Zach Randolph out, 
All of a sudden, that get up to 20%. We get up at 4300 bucks. It's a good play tonight. Absolutely. Let's look at the Charlotte side of things, Tony. We talked already. It looks like Michael Kidd Gilchrist is out. There has been a lot of talk over the last week about one Kemba Walker and what the Charlotte Hornets are going to decide to do with him, you know, with the trading deadline coming up in, I would say, two and a half weeks. Do you like Kemba Walker as a play? And I also want to find out from you, Tony, what do you think? Do you think Kemba's going to get moved? It sounds more and more like it. It makes sense to try to bring in some uh, additional uh, talent there, some draft picks. But we don't see a whole bunch of trades at the trading deadline. I say it's very similar to the NBA, as a, uh, to the NFL, NFL as opposed to the yeah, as opposed to Major League Baseball. So I don't. Uh, it's fifty-fifty shot that goes elsewhere. I love Kemba Walker tonight, but I like a guy a little more. Dwight Howard tonight. Mm. They're 29th in the league against centers. They're 28th at DVP. Dwight Howard is a guy at 8100 bucks that I have in my lineups. The reason I like Kemper Walker a little less than Dwight Howard is I think there's good options at the point guard position tonight. Okay, fair enough. Let me ask you this, because remember, you said you did not know which Sacramento King would be sitting, right? And you you, uh, suppose it might be Zach Randolph. Does that information on the Sacramento side impact your opinion on D12 tonight at all? Or are you riding Dwight Howard out regardless of which Kings wind up sitting? Yeah, I am uh, absolutely going to ride him out regardless of that. And I have just confirmed Greg Monroe is starting tonight for Mm. the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Tyson Chandler heads to the bench uh, there. And the secret that was uh, not a secret is the Giants have officially named uh, Mr. Pat Shermer, the head coach of the Giants. Congratulations to him. I guess. I guess as well. You know, we did. I did see that the Giants are now, uh, you know, with the Minnesota Vikings no longer in play. It kind of answers. I think it answers all the rest of the head coaching questions because you also see McDaniel's and Patricia still left out there. I believe for Indianapolis and Detroit, respectively. It looks like the Cardinals also announced today uh, that they are hiring Cal- Carolina Panthers former defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Also, you heard over the weekend Mike Vrabel to be the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Like I said, leaving only the Colts and the Giants. But if you want to connect the dots, I think both of the Patriots coordinators will wind up in those situations. Tony, let's go right back to the NBA. Our next game here is the Utah Jazz in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Uh, The Jazz are road favorites by 2.5, and you have 205 as your total. And interestingly enough, Tony, 205 is the lowest total on the board in tonight's nine-game slate. You always tell me how good the Utah Jazz defense is. You always tell me there's not many guys outside of maybe the backcourt of Schroeder and Bazemore uh, that you like on Atlanta. So uh, I wonder, do you like anybody in, in this game tonight? You know, Atlanta's not that good defensively, but they play it. They play at a slow. They have to play at a slow pace tonight with Utah, so it's going to bring down a lot of those guys. So this is a game I would generally avoid. If I'm looking at one guy that has an opportunity uh, to fill some lineups tonight, I would say it's on the Utah side. I would actually look at a guy like Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. in the middle, and that would be it. That would be the only guy that was worthy of consideration. Yeah, I see Gobert as well at 7,000. He's coming back from injury, going up against the Hawks, who are 27th in the association defending the big man. But where is he uh, vis-a-vis his kind of return, Tony? Because I know that you like to take a wait-and-see approach with most guys coming back from injury. How do you feel about Gobert and his kind of uh, you know coming back, working out the rust? When you look at the price tag tonight, I think it's a little... 
that's the inviting part where we can take a little bit of a chance here with Rudy Gobert. Uh, we're looking at a guy that was a, a top-notch player, probably at like 8,000, 8,500. He's down to 7,000 bucks on DraftKings. So I'm getting a little bit of a discount uh, there. So that's where I would take the shot with him there. But we have some other centers now, like the Greg Monroe situation mm -hmm. where he's going to start at 4,700 bucks and come and play. We already talked about Dwight Howard. Kyle Anthony Towns is going to be another guy uh, with Jimmy Butler not in the game tonight that we're going to talk about a little later. All right, fair enough. Well, let's dive into that matchup that you're alluding to with Greg Monroe in it. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns in Milwaukee to talk about the Bucks. So a lot of stories from the top of the show. We talked about how uh, Tyson Chandler may not be playing. We also talked about Jason Kidd being let go. Okay, so the Phoenix Suns are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. The Bucks are four-point favorites. 213 is the total in this one. Tony, let me ask you about these Milwaukee Bucks, okay? On one side, no Greek freak tonight, it looks like, right? And so right. I'm wondering who picks up the slack. The natural answer to that is Eric Bledsoe. He's at 8,200. His usage rate could get an uptick from 24% to even higher. And I know we like to play guards against the Phoenix Suns anyway because they're last or second to last in the league defending the point guard and the shooting guard. Is uh, Eric Bledsoe a cornerstone of lineups then tonight? Yeah, and you know what? I'm not a guy that does this, uh, but is there motivation against his former team tonight? Interesting. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a guy uh, there, so but it's certainly worthy of consideration where I already think that he's in a top matchup. I like Eric Bledsoe a lot in this game. I like Chris Middleton in this game, and I like Belkin Brogdon, who's going to start in this game tonight at the two guard. Uh, so Chris Middleton moves up to small forward. I think three guys in the backcourt against the Phoenix Suns are the way to go in this one. Um, Tony Stell, John Henson, I'll stay away from those guys. So the three bucks those guys could be in your lineup tonight, and, and in fact, I got two of them in my lineup, and I got all three of them in different lineups. All right, fair enough. So the Tony Sincata has some shares of the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Tony, when you started uh, talking, I thought you were talking the narrative, you know, you talked about the revenge uh, factor yeah. for Eric Bledsoe. I thought you were talking about maybe a different narrative, like, listen, the Bucks have fired their coach today. Does that give any motivation for the Bucks players? How do you think they respond with an interim uh, coach, that sort of thing? I could see it both ways, right? They're inspired to play ball for the interim coach, or are they uh, you know, worried about their own jobs? I, that's got to be some kind of impact when your head coach gets fired and you've got to hit the court in a mere you know, four hours later. Well, let me ask you a question, because I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I think I do. If Mike Cardano was fired today, wouldn't you just go out and do the same exceptional show you always do? I don't know. I think I might try even harder because there is then someone new to impress, Tony. I got to make what a first impression like, for someone new. What if, it, what if, if the it was interim like guy is just Nando? <laughs> yeah, Nando is Sussman like they're there every day. Like that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I think first of all, I think everybody liked Jason Kidd. Like I think the players right. liked him. So I think they're sad about it. And I don't think they're pissed off. Like, it isn't the Phil Jackson thing. Like, the Phil Jackson thing, you want to go out and prove, you know what, we're better than when we played. Phil didn't know what he was doing. He but was how do we team. know that, Tony? How do we know that? That they like him? Yeah. Uh, I never see players. I think that Jason Kidd doesn't show up a lot. All right, fair enough. I mean, it's interesting. We can see how they will go. Tony, when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, maybe we dive in a little bit more on the Phoenix side of things. You say there's a big injury that will create some ripple effects. We'll dive into that. Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't go anywhere, Cardano.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata talking through a nine-game slate. Tony, I want to go back into the Suns-Bucks game. You mentioned the idea about the revenge game for uh, Bledsoe. Wouldn't it also yes. potentially be a revenge game for Greg Monroe? You were talking about these changes to kind of yeah. the starting lineup, right? And you're mentioning and you confirmed Monroe starting in place of Chandler, you know, if it's revenge is good for the goose, it's good for the gander. No, what's up with Greg Monroe tonight? Yeah, I like him tonight. I actually, during the commercial break, I spent the time actually putting him in my lineup and changing a couple things around. Uh, so he's a guy that I like tonight for sure. I think we, we look at this guy. Last time he played in a, in a starting, he had almost 40 fantasy points. We took it at 4700 bucks. We have a shot to get, you know, eight times the uh, salary there. So that's a good play. Also have an update. The Houston Rockets, Dan Antonio said he's going to try to play 10 guys tonight in the lineup. Ariza will be back in the starting lineup, and he's going to use more small lineups. Looks like he's trying to uh, give a couple of the guys rest while playing them. All right, sounds good. When we get into that game, we'll see how uh, stretching out the rotation to 10 may uh, help or hurt some of the guys. The last question I wanted to ask you about on this game, Tony, as it relates to Phoenix, there's also been some news out there that they may be, like you said, moving Devin Booker to the two guard. Yeah. Could we see, there's a guy we talk about every now and then, my guy, the Murray State racer, Isaiah Cannon. Could he wind up in for Euless at the point guard position? What about Cannon at 4,000 tonight? You think he might get more minutes? No, there's actually a chance that Booker's going to get the point guard oh, okay. job, actually. They might slide him to the I point see, guard excuse job. Me. And, and that's going to be a little dangerous, right? Because he's already getting 28% of the usage. Imagine if the ball's always in his hands. Like, this guy could explode, uh, but it, it could be a, a difference in this team here. So uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I would just play it as is. I think he's a good play tonight at 8,900. But I actually think there's room for upside. Interesting, interesting. With the ball in his hands, let's see how the offense flows even differently. Remember, I was saying it last week, this kid Devin Booker, I wish more people were able to see his games. The next game up here, Tony, is the Philadelphia 76ers in the grindhouse to take on the Grizzlies. 76ers are road, three-point favorites, 207 is the total in this one. Hey, Tony, a lot of injuries on this Philadelphia side. No Bayless, no J.J. Redick. Who's going to pick up the slack? here i know we know simmons we know Embiid, but i sort of want to just hear you say that you like the punt play maybe lualualu cabra how do you feel about that at 3400 oh you know what's crazy <laughs> i played lualualu in this last game right yeah and, uh, he did pretty good he's a shooter he's a shooter He's not a bad play. I like Joel Embiid a lot tonight. I look at him against Marcus All in this game. It's a low total here. Um, as much as I like Embiid, he's done in my lineup because we have mm. a lot of centers. Like we talk about Monroe, we talk about Kyle Anthony Towns, all these guys, Dwight Howard. There's injuries on all those teams creating an opportunity there. So from that standpoint, 
I really don't like any of the Sixers. And as far as the Grizzlies go, I don't really love any of them. It's a game that I'm going to miss. But I think if we look at one guy, it's the two centers. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid and Marcus Saul would be the two guys there. Now, if we keep hearing Memphis guys dropping like they have been each and every night, and we get some later news, it might... It might like Wayne Seldon's a guy I used one night. Mm-hmm. Jarrell Martin's a guy one night. And if Terrell, if Tariq Owen, uh, Evans was the only player left, then we would go to him. But with Gasol and Evans both in the lineup tonight, they look like they're close to normal. I only like the two big men. Right. So despite all of the uh, injury news and all the questionable tags for some of the Grizzlies, it's really you got to focus on Gasol and Tyreek Evans because uh, those are the ones who maybe stand to have a higher usage rate. But really only if the other one is out. The That is where the Grizzlies are uh, moving their offense through, shall we say. Our next game up, Tony, the Chicago Bulls are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. The Pelicans are six and a half point favorites. And Tony, this is the highest total on the board 225 as an over under so you gotta like some guys I want to start on the Chicago side my question for you I go back to Zach Levine guy only had 19 minutes in his return could we expect that maybe to grow and rise before the algorithm uh, gets wind of it yeah so can we expect it to rise yes at 5400 I need to get 30 fantasy points. I don't think he's going to get enough minutes. That's the problem I have with him tonight. I don't think he gets enough. I think he goes up probably 22, 23 minutes tonight. He's at 20 fantasy points in 18 minutes. Game before against Golden State, 20 minutes he had 13 fantasy points. Against Miami, 20 minutes, 36 fantasy points. So his play is good. I just need the minutes to get up there. I need about five more minutes, and I don't think I'm going to get it all in one night. Even with Dunn out, you don't think now that Chris Dunn is out, they might uh, give uh, Levine, along with guys like Jerry and Grant, along with guys yeah. like Justin Holiday, more court time? That's got to get split up somehow, right? It's got to get split up, but the bottom line is you don't want to cause an injury to a guy that's been out a long time to come back, and they're not going to win anything this year. So they're going to protect this guy, I think. You know, this is the NBA. Unfortunately, winning games is not always on the team's highest priority. This is true. People take the long-range view. Just ask them in <laughs> Philadelphia, yes. to be quite honest. Tony, I'll ask you the same question I asked you about most Pelican games. Anthony Davis at ten eight, Demarcus Cousins at 10,900. Who do you like better between the Twin Towers in New Orleans tonight? You know, it's crazy. Uh, this is a tough decision because Anthony Davis has played so well, yeah. and you don't want to go against that. And sometimes I'm a guy that likes to go with the streaks instead of breaking the streaks. Uh, but I like DeMarcus Cousins. When you look at a big body, Robin Lopez, a wiry guy, Laurie Market in a wiry they don't have anybody that matches DeMarcus Cousins. He should be able to do whatever he wants, and hopefully he doesn't want to shoot three-pointers tonight. Hopefully he can get down low and cause some havoc. I think in this game, you go DeMarcus Cousins if you have to check one of the two. I like the two guys in the backcourt, Rajon Rondo and Aru Holiday. And I think that when we look at the Chicago Bulls side of thing, Laurie Markkinen and Justin Holiday are both in play. I would have said Jerry and Grant also, mm-hmm. but we've had some uh, other options tonight where we're saving some money. He's going to get plenty of playing time, as you mentioned, with the Chris Dunn injury. Um, that being said, he's 4900 on DraftKings. That's not a bad price. You can go there. 5600 on FanDuel is a little more steep. Um, he's playable. 
All right, fair enough. Let's go to our next game, Tony. It is the Miami Heat in Houston to take on the Rockets. The Rockets, though, are 11-point morning line favorites. 213 is the total in this one. Before we get into Houston and how their rotation may be changing in this middle of the season as D'Antoni tries to make sure everybody's fresh for what they expect to be a long playoff run in Houston, I want to ask you first about the Miami Heat, and specifically Josh Richardson. This guy has been playing pretty well lately yeah. and his and his price tag you know is starting to climb up it's at 63,000 uh, 6300 at what point do you start to say that's too much to pay for him because like it always happens on lineup lock live right here on the fantasy sports radio network when my guy the tony Sincata starts talking about a guy you check back a week later his price on DraftKings is a thousand dollars more and that is what's happening with um to be honest that's what's happening with josh richardson and james johnson Tony, what heat outside of maybe Drogic or Whiteside do you like tonight? Yeah, so uh, Gore Drogic's out tonight, and so is Tyler Johnson. So okay. those two guys are out. They play, and all of a sudden now you got eight bodies that we're getting in there. Now we got six or seven, and I think Josh Richardson's a strong play. I'm using him in my lineup tonight at 6,300 bucks, so I prefer him uh, over tonight. In a game against Houston that you get up and down the court, Miami plays a slow style of play, a defensive style, but tonight they'll get in with Houston, especially if they have to play from behind. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. The only defensive guy on that team is Clint Capella and Trevor Reese, and I don't think either of them have anything to do with Josh Richardson tonight. Okay, so Richardson could be an interesting ad. Remember, his price continues to climb. It's at 6300 tonight, but as you mentioned, without Drogic, he could get an uptick in usage rate. Let's talk about the Houston Rockets for a second, Tony, because they are getting Gerald Green and Trevor Ariza back to uh, back from suspension, right? So maybe we don't need to talk. You were talking about guys like P.J. Tucker. I was talking about Bob Mute yeah. in the past. So those guys kind of yeah. get phased out. But what do you think this means for other guys that we do talk about? Guys like The Beard, guys like El Chapo, in my opinion, guys like Clint Capella. We've even talked, you know, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson. What do you think happens with this rotation moving forward? Yeah, one more guy in that Miami I forgot about. Oh. Wayne Ellington's going to get more playing time tonight. He'll get like 30 minutes. So he's at 4,800 on FanDuel. I like him a lot over there on FanDuel uh, if you need a two-guard. So Wayne Ellington over there. On the other, on this side, you know what? They're playing the 10 players. They get all these guys back. They got a ton of talent. We've talked about it time and time again. James Harden stays on the court as long as he wants. Chris Paul stays on the court as long right. as he wants. I think those two guys have great matchups. Those two guys are the play tonight. And I'd be a little concerned to see how the rotation goes. Like Eric Gordon, I like a lot mm-hmm. as a player, and I think he's a good player. But I'm a little concerned now that he loses some minutes. I'm a little concerned at Clint Capella because they specifically mentioned going small. That would take right. the center out of play. And yet he has a very inviting salary on DraftKings at 6600 Um but I'm a little concerned about minutes. Fair enough. I wanted to ask you a follow-up on Clint Capella because he's a guy that you've mentioned a few times in the last, you know, a uh, couple of weeks. And so I went back and I was like, why is Clint Capella such an asset? You know, and it's because he's something like third or fourth in the NBA in rebound, right? So my question yeah. for you, Tony, is on a DFS late. Remember in the past in football and other sports, we've talked about the variance of uh, yep. plays and stats. Can I ask you? Conceptually speaking, Tony, is there more variance in a guy that's a big-time volume scorer or a guy like Capella that is a stable rebounder? Like, when you can mark down, he's going to get me 12 rebounds tonight. Is that why guys like Capella, Whiteside, Andre Drummond even, are such good DFS plays because there's less variance in the rebound stats? 
That, that's a great question. A great question. And do we have enough time to get this, or should we? Should I get it after? Do I get enough? What time you can to get do this? is one of your great journalistic teases, Tony, because we do have to take <laughs> a break soon here on Lineup Lock Live. So let me know what you're thinking, and then we'll come back to it after the break. I'm going to give you the difference of why Clint Capella is a safer play than a guy like Wiggins, who's ten times more talented right. in Minnesota than Clint Capella is. And those two will illustrate why in DFS we want predictability, we pay for predictability, and we'll talk about that next. Absolutely, and predictability can come in many shapes and sizes. This is Lineup Lock Live. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, presented by DailyRoto.com. When we come back, we talk variants, and then we talk the other three games on the sleep slate come on back we got a lot to get into If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony talking through a nine-game slate in the NBA on a Monday. And I was struck by Clint Capella because Tony throws him out as a guy who's, you know, always viable. And I'm thinking to myself, self, like, what's the rage about Clint Capella? The guy, you know, probably averages like six points a game. And then I realized that he's top five in the NBA in rebounding, right? So I asked Tony before we went to break, what is kind of the more stable play? What has less variance in it? And Tony is about to kind of compare, you know, the volume scorer or the streaky scorer of a guy like an Andrew Wiggins versus the rock-solid kind of defensive rebounding numbers of a Clint Capella. Why am I paying up for the certainty and the reliability of someone like Clint Capella, Tony. Yeah, so this, the Clint Capella, if he gets double-digit rebounds on a nightly basis, right, and DeAndre Jordan's the same way as him, they get double-digit uh, rebounds on a nightly basis. They don't have any plays specifically run for them, uh, but they eat up around the hoop, and they get some putbacks on the offensive end, and they shoot a high field goal percentage as well. So even if he's only going to get eight shots in a game, I'm looking at five for eight from him from the field. I'm looking at double-digit rebounds, and all of a sudden, you know, we're at 27, 28 fantasy points. Then Clint Capella also gets a couple blocks a game. Well, you get two points of them. Now up to 32 fantasy points. And then he also is very athletic for a big guy. You get a steal or two down in the middle, and now we're up to 40 fantasy points. Now take Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is a guy that plays on a team with Jimmy Butler, Kyle Anthony Towns, and he's a guy that wants to shoot the ball. And he's looking to shoot the ball 20 times. And 20 times he needs to shoot the ball to get fantasy points because he getting five rebounds for him is a good night. Getting two assists is a good night. So there could be nights I get three rebounds and get one assist from him. So if I don't get 20 shots from him, I'm going to be in trouble. Andrew Wiggins over his last 10 games has got 20 shots three times. He only shoots 43%. So take that into account. 43% 20 times. So that's eight, eight times two is 16. One rebound, 
that's 17 fantasy points. Uh, one assist, that's 19 fantasy points. All of a sudden, I'm in trouble. Yeah, fair enough. And it's kind of the same thing. Tony, you know when we talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, how I say Steven Adams is really the part of the big three instead of Carmelo Anthony. You know, you can get that consistent rebounding total from Steven Adams as opposed to it has to be one of Melo's nights because there's only one ball to go around. Let's get into the next game here. It is the Washington Wizards in Dallas to take on the Mavericks. The Wizards are two-point road favorite. Total is 214 in this one. Tony, I want to ask you, it sounds like John Wall is expected to play, but he's sick. Do you think that could mean mean more? We're talking about shots, right? Could that mean more usage for a guy like Beal or my guy Otto Porter? It it could mean that, and that's always the tough thing to go. And then you got Dallas, right, which is a team that plays a very slow pace. Mm. And, in fact, the Washington Wizards are going to drop back in pace. Here's what I do. We got nine games tonight. Just look elsewhere. Forget about the Washington okay. team and don't even go near it. Uh, sometimes the unknown, you know what I mean, can kill you because it's a good matchup for John Wall on paper. He missed in the salary is ninety four hundred. That's a that's intriguing too. With the sickness, with other guys and other opportunities there, I just look elsewhere. All right, fair enough. All right, what about on this Dallas side? I know J.J. Barea has been out. Um, they may expect yeah. him back at this point, but Dennis Smith in the last five contests has been doing big things in terms of you know increasing his fantasy average, fantasy points, increasing his minutes as well. Can Dennis Smith Jr. at 6,800 be in your lineup tonight against Washington? No, he's got to pass on tonight. We're going to pass on the whole Dallas side against Washington here. Um, if you're going to go, the J.J. Barrera, I think he's going to play tonight. So okay. what's going to happen is now we got Yogi Farrell, we got J.J. Barrera, we got Dennis Smith Jr. This is a team that J.J. Barrera, we talked about trade like Kemba Walker. I don't know J.J. Barrera's uh, salary, uh, his contract status, but he'd be a guy that would be great for a team to be a backup point guard on sure. a team that has good expectations and get the guy out of Dallas so Dennis Smith can play. Right, clearing the way maybe for Dennis Smith Jr., but there's always a market, like you said, for a stable veteran that can, you know, run the point for 10 minutes for a true contender. We will keep our eye on that. The next game is the Portland Trailblazers in Denver to take on the Nuggets. Nuggets are three-point home favorites. 211 is your total. Tony, I always feed narratives to you, right? I got to feed you this narrative about my guy, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. This guy, his uh, quote-unquote all-star snub, he has been filling it up lately since the, you know the kind of all-star rosters came out. What about the uh, chip on his shoulder narrative for Damian Lillard? He's at 8,800. His usage rate is already above 28%, and they are playing the Nuggets, who are 28th in the NBA, defending the point guard. I like Dame Dollar tonight. What say you? I'll tell you what. He was in my line. He was in my first lineup I made this morning at like nine in the morning, and he absolutely was the guy. Uh, I think you play tonight. And if you want to pay up and you didn't pay up for like a Kyle Anthony Towns or a DeMarcus Cousins, you could save a little money and use Damon Lillard tonight. I think he's in a good matchup uh, there, and he absolutely is in play. And I do like C.J. McCollum tonight as well. That price at 6700 bucks is too low for him on DraftKings. So I like the both backcourt guys tonight in this game. Okay, what about uh, the other side of things? We got Denver. You mentioned Jokic already a little bit, but you have been high on the Nuggets guards lately, Tony, whether it be yeah. Gary Harris, Will Barton, even Jamal Murray. Talk to me about non, you know, guys in the Nuggets that are not named Jokic. Gary Harris is the guy. Uh, Gary Harris, 6900 bucks. 
He fills up every category, and yeah. that's one of the things that we love at Daily Fantasy, right? So he's been scoring way more than he has in the past, so that's really improved his play. He always got rebounds. He always got assists. He always got steals. And now all of a sudden we're seeing him get into the hoop and making things happen. And Gary Harris's prices have escalated. 35 fantasy points, 34, 42. Uh, then he went to 28, then a 44. So four out of the last five games, he exceeded uh, six times the salary that we want from tonight. And I think tonight he's in line again. Now, this is interesting. The Portland center, Nurkic, used to play for Denver. Him and Jokic were there mm. together. And everybody always debated who was the guy. Uh, so uh, it could be uh, – let me show you who the guy is tonight. And the one thing is Nurkic is a tough dude, and Jokic is a guy that fouls too easily. I wouldn't play Jokic tonight. So you think that he might wind up getting in foul trouble because in yes. this kind of not revenge but like anything you could do, I could do better kind of show me uh, yeah. something, he might get uh, triggered, shall we say. Yeah. This is be a guy like in the, if they were in a bar that they could you know, challenge each other to – uh, put it on the table. Yeah, fair enough. You know what? I uh, For some reason, though, when the same situation happens with Joel Embiid and uh, Okafor, for some reason I don't think Okafor will be as motivated. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't <laughs> seem like he gets too motivated. No, it doesn't seem like anything Embiid. motivates him. Him and uh, Rihanna, you know, they do a good job of keeping each other in the news. It is true. I was going to ask you about that towards the end of my show, and I still will, Tony. But we got one more game to get into, so I want to get to it. The Minnesota Timberwolves are in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. The Clippers are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home, second-highest total on the board at 221. Tony, you mentioned Andrew Wiggins. We used him as a test case kind of about his variance. However, tonight there is no Jimmy Butler, so wouldn't it stand to reason that Wiggins would be the replacement wing player and his usage rate would go up? Combine that with the fact that the Clippers are 29th in the NBA defending the shooting guard. What about Wiggins at 6,100? I love everyone in this game. Like, mm. this is crazy. I think Wiggins absolutely is 6,100. Uh, Jeff Teague at 5,700. Uh, you could play Taj Gibson and Kyle Anthony Towns there. Now, here's the problem is that when you take Butler out, we're talking about a guy that was shooting 27, 28% of the time. So now, all of a sudden, everybody's going to get a lick. Wiggins is a guy that had the most uh, usage rate other than Jimmy Butler. So I think he gets 24, 25% of the shots. We talk about he needs to score. Uh, this Clippers team decimated by injuries. They're going to go up and down the court on them tonight. The other guy here, I'm playing Kyle Anthony Towns. I'm playing Taj Gibson. And the other guy I'm going to play is... Uh, Namanje Bajelica, who I believe is going to get the start tonight for Jimmy Butler. Even if he doesn't get the start, he'll play enough. He's the minimum salary. Yeah. He's $3,600 on FanDuel. Throw him in. The guy can score. Yep, and only $3,000 on DraftKings. Let me ask you about the other side of this game where there is also injuries. You know, DeAndre Jordan out. Still no Austin Rivers either. Who do you like on the Clippers side? What about my guy, Lou Williams? This is a guy whose usage rate is pretty through the roof, over 27%, the same rate as Blake Griffin, to be quite honest. Um, if you had $8,000 or so, $8,500, would you rather have Williams or Blake Griffin in your line? lineup from the Clippers tonight I, I go with Blake Griffin because he's more of a ball hog even though the usage rate you, you look at the usage this is why you got to use common sense in life people you got to use some common sense in life or numbers can be deceiving so Lou Williams and Blake Griffin have the same usage rate right well Lou Williams built that up when Blake Griffin was out of the lineup mm. and now Blake Griffin's back in the lineup there and Blake Griffin is going to get the ball 27 that like I think his usage rate is correct 
I think Will Williams would be in, in the low 20s there. So I'd give him the edge there, but I think both are playable tonight, and I would absolutely not hesitate to use either of them. Montrez Harrell's a guy we've been using, but his salary's risen now to 5,100, and there's some other guys there. Like, I'd rather use Greg Monroe, who's 400 bucks left. Uh, so for me, it's those two guys, but I lean to Blake Griffin. Uh, in that one tonight. Fair enough. Hey, Tony, you were talking about trading when it comes to Kemba Walker. You mentioned J.J. Barea. What about a guy like Lou Williams? Could he see himself with a different address? Wouldn't he be a great acquisition for a contending team looking to bolster the second unit? You know, that's the funniest thing. Yes, he would. He absolutely would. If you're Lou Williams, though, do you want to go to a playoff team and be the sixth or seventh man, or do you want to keep, for the first time in your life, start all the time and be able to fire the ball all over the place? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you raise a very interesting point. But like I, I think overrated. he's but yeah, but this is uh, if you were a rookie or a young kid still looking for your next contract and needing to inflate your stats to try to get a max deal. But Lou Williams has been around the league. I think veterans opt for uh, the latter, wanting to be able to play all the way into May. We'll continue to talk about that throughout the week. But when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, these players ain't loyal. But the ones that Tony Sincata gives you for his NBA lineup tonight, they will be loyal enough for you for five hours at least for you to win a little bit of cash on a Monday. Come on back. We're going to hear Tony Sincata's DraftKings lineup right here. It is Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. There has been a lot of talk about one Kemba Walker and what the Charlotte Hornets are going to decide to do with him. Do you think Kemba's going to get moved? It sounds more and more like it. It makes sense to try to bring in some additional uh, talent there, some draft picks. But we don't see a whole bunch of trades at the trade deadline. I say it's very similar to the NFL, NFL as opposed to the Major League Baseball. So Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez. It is Tony Sincata. We talked through a nine-game slate. We gave you some injuries. We gave you some ripple effects. We talked about some revenge games going on, specifically for the uh, Suns and the Bucks. Have some players that were traded for each other. Let's see if uh, they can make a stand and give their uh, former team's buyers remorse. Tony, though, it is the time of the show when everybody gets uh, to make a little bit of money, hopefully. How about you flop the nuts and tell people what they need to do in DraftKings tonight. Yeah, we're going to go in the uh, direction of the Milwaukee Bucks. Malcolm Brogdon, $5,000. Uh, use him tonight at the point guard. Chris Middleton at 8700 bucks at the two guard. And then we're going out to Minnesota with Noma of Benjelica, $3,000 minimum salary. Greg Monroe starts at center tonight, 4700 bucks, 8100 for Dwight Howard. Jason Richardson, 6300 And Sal Labaseri, 4300 and then our guy, Carl Anthony Towns, at 9500 bucks. All right, fair enough. And then I don't know if you heard earlier in the show, but Tony Sincata mentioned a little Joel Embiid. The process is in play in more areas than one. A few years ago, Joel Embiid, who, by the way, if you do not follow Joel Embiid on social media, he is, in fact, worth the follow. He is a kind of carefree guy. Um, years ago, 
He tried to, uh, on social media, get an audience with Rihanna and basically try to take her out. And Rihanna, in response, said, ha, 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 pretty much, come back to me when you are an all-star. Well, as we now know, the process, Joel Embiid, has been named to his first all-star team. So the, kind of, the, comp- the topic came up, hey, what about Rihanna? Should we go? And here's what Joel Embiid says, quote, she denied me back then, so why go back to her now? I might have to pass that and move on to the next one. Trust the process. Are you with uh, Embiid on this one? Should he keep it moving? Are there plenty of fish in the sea, Tony? Or is Rihanna, you know, the special fish that he should go back to fish for? Yeah, I lost, I, I, I've watched the video, so uh, I would throw everything out the window and just go and get yeah. done and lose my pride. Now, you're up for... Uh, fantasy sports writers award coming yep. up next the uh fantasy freestyle have yep. you noticed that any uh, a better clientele of women hitting on you since your uh, nomination of this award not not since then but you know it is new it is new okay so everybody if you want to come on over to rock and riley's studio 34 <laughs> where the uh finalist fantasy freestyle is in fact going to be on tonight and every night 7 to 8 p.m here at rock and riley's and uh you know maybe we can hit the bar afterwards i'm i'm up for that i'm up for uh the users the viewers to uh help me out on this one tony i appreciate um you as a hype man yeah yeah you gotta do what you gotta do and it's not every year you, you get to cash in on these awards so you might as well go for it while you have it i appreciate that i don't want to become dan marino in his rookie year putting up records doing well going to the super bowl and then like assuming i will always be back you never can tell whether it be the nfl or whether it be in the fantasy sports radio network game so you are absolutely correct i'm ready to uh leverage uh my nomination however is possible let me ask you this though tony we don't have a game in the nfl today this week right so you know tomorrow yes. there's only five games in the association thursday there's only four games in the association what are we going to talk about tony i'm sure we could find something yeah i think we'll end up uh actually uh, talking a little bit about the uh, business and we'll figure it out and we'll make sure that you've got everything there and maybe we'll give you some lessons or we'll bring in Drew Dinkmeyer. I know he mentioned he would uh, come on sometime this week, so we might be able to bring Drew Dinkmeyer on tomorrow night. That sounds very good to me. Remember, here on Lineup Lock Live, we do not merely give you a fish. It is a pretty big fish, though, in the form of Tony Sincata's lineup. We also teach you how to fish. So as we move on, be on the lookout for that. We're going to be telling you a lot of things to consider, a lot of things to think about, so you can wind up winning that Cash. We'll see you tomorrow here on Lineup Lock Live. It's Dane and Tony. Hopefully you uh, heard Tony's lineup. Go on there and click submit. Tony, you have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow, my friend. It's Lineup Lock Live. Take care.